Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 127 of Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. Well, I've missed everyone. I'm glad to be back. I feel like it's been longer than a couple weeks that I have been um, here with you all. And um, as we know, it's been several weeks since we've been talking about The Bachelor. Uh, Jody and I went over the women uh, the last time I was with you guys. And that seemed to help because the night one of The Bachelor, I felt like I knew the women I know I've done that before, but maybe it's just the women themselves, but I feel like I definitely am learning their names and their faces and attaching the name to the face much, much quicker this season than I usually do. I don't know why that's different because I've done the rundowns of the women or men before, but um, I don't know. Like, this is a great season. I have like a million thoughts in my head right now and I don't want to jumble them all um, at you at once. So I'm going to start with, um, first of all, giving you a little update going forward with the next couple weeks worth of episodes. So, um, I actually have a couple trips planned and going to be doing some traveling over the course of the next couple weeks. And ironically on both trips, I'm going to be traveling back home on Mondays. Um, and both Mondays, I'm going to be getting home late. So not going to be able to watch The Bachelor on its Monday night, home night. Um, also, so therefore delaying it for sure until like a Wednesday release, possibly a Thursday. I don't exactly know how I'm going to do it yet. It depends on how tired I am, how behind I get in my quote unquote real job. Um, just sort of what the traveling does to me and all of that. So I can't really tell you how the episodes are going to be dropped. Uh, it's possible that I do again, what I've done this, um, with this one and do two in one show. I don't know. I'm just going to have to see how it goes. Um, and that will include this coming. So that will be this coming week and the following week. So just kind of stay tuned for that. All right. Um, also a little bit of like just separate non-bachelor stuff. So um, I sort of got into Vanderpump Rules as did I think everybody on earth with Scandaval going down um, last year. And Vanderpump Rules starts again on Tuesday night, January 30th this week, which you're if you're listening to this on Tuesday when this comes out, that's tonight. Um, I... I I'm saying this just because I'm anxious for it. I'm anxious to see how this season plays out. And if, if the peak that it left on because of Scandaval, um, just tires out very quickly and it just plummets, or if it's going to stay on track and stay interesting. Um, I'm so anxious. I, I don't, I don't, I'd love to recap it too, but I honestly don't think I have time to recap it. Maybe I'll do like a mid season recap with somebody or something like that. Um, but I'm really anxious for that. The other kind of pop culture news, which is going to sound so cliche, but is, um, so the Kansas city chiefs are going to play the 49ers in the super bowl. 
And as most women, maybe not all 52 year old women, but, um, as many women are more excited about, um, football this year because uh, Taylor Swift has made her imprint on the NFL. Um, <laughs> I would be remiss to not mention that. Um, maybe it's because Allie and my niece Grace are such big fans, but um, I it's pulled me in. The whole Taylor Swift thing has pulled me in and I'm just in it with all you other Swifties and can't wait to see if she actually makes it to the Super Bowl. I think this past weekend, I mean, my feed is crammed full of her and Travis on the, it feels weird to just call him Travis. Do I have to call her Taylor Swift and him Travis Kelsey? Does it have to be like all four names? It feels like it does, right? Like to say Taylor and Travis, like as if I know them, <laughs> sounds weird. But anyway, I, I'm getting so caught up in like the their whole like uh, on the field after the game, um, embraces and and kisses and her like hugging his mom when she saw him crying and her greeting him for the first time and hugging him and talking to him and him it's just the cutest thing i just i can't i can't help it i think it's adorable i like think it's the best matchup ever um i i don't know just had to talk about it just just saying that i'm rooting for them and I hope that she is able to um, make it to his Super Bowl game after her Tokyo show and root him on. And I will be with all of those other people waiting to see if she's in the stands. Like, so sue me, you know? And I'm going to be rooting for the Chiefs. And I'm not rooting for the Chiefs because, well, maybe kind of. No, totally I'm not rooting for them because, um, because of because of her. I'm rooting for them because I am a former Missourian and the Kansas City Chiefs are from Missouri. Plus my nephew Charlie is like the biggest Kansas City Chiefs fan ever. So I have to root for him because of him. And um, I don't really like the 49ers. So there's that. Um, so yeah, I guess that kind of covers all the little like pop culture things I wanted to talk about. Um, so let's move on to The Bachelor. How about it? Okay. First of all, I, these first two episodes, I am just taken. I am very impressed with the show so far. Several things have impressed me. First of all, Joey, I think he is one of the best bachelors we've had since, geez, I don't know, like Ben Higgins or, um, you know, Colton, I mean, I know he's gay now, but still, I thought he was a pretty good bachelor. Um, who else am I missing? I mean, no shade to any of the recent past bachelors, but what what is it about Joey? There, you know, I truly thought when he got picked to be the bachelor, I was really happy he did because he's like a super good looking guy and he seemed like so, so sweet. But then on the other hand, given those like that so, so sweet characteristic, I was possibly worried that he would feel too nice for this role and that he wouldn't like, I don't know, demand the attention of the camera or demand our interest as an audience and that it would become a little ho-hum to watch. And I know we're only two episodes in, but it is the opposite. I, it, I guess it proves 
you know, even though you're watching a season, I thought the same thing about Charity when she was on Zach's season. I thought, oh, I feel like I really, really like her, but I feel like she's going to be boring. And she was one of the better bachelorettes we've had. Um, I guess we don't completely get to know them because of the screen time that they're allotted on the season that they are on. Um, I think Joey got a decent amount of screen time, screen time, but I don't think we got to obviously know his personality that well. And he just seemed like this, like, like, you know, oh golly, good golly. You're such a sweet old guy. You know, like I think he is so interesting. I think the things he says are not just bachelor vomit, so to speak. He's not uttering the same old bachelor quotes. He doesn't feel like he was uh, coached in any way. He doesn't feel like he has watched every season, therefore thinks he knows how he has to act to like be the bachelor. It, it truly feels like he's acting like himself. And I love that. Just his, the way he articulates his sentences, the way he communicates with the women, uh, he, he like, pulls such specific things out of them and also tells them in return such specific things. It, and so that you're almost just like interested in the conversation. You know, it's not just the standard bachelor talk where you feel like you're hearing the same lines uttered and you're not learning anything new about any of them, him or the girls. I don't know. He is just, I'm, he doesn't seem nervous at all ever. And I will say sometimes they do seem nervous and I would get it, but he doesn't seem awkward. For instance, tonight on the two group dates, when he was standing there sort of waiting for the girls to come in and they all run and come in. And I was, this seems just very, like a very small thing to pick up on, but he, doesn't feel like he has cameras on him. Just the way his stance is, the way he kind of looks around just very casually um, and isn't, I don't know, isn't just like prepared to like, is nervous, not knowing what to say. Like you feel like some of them, they stay in there like, oh my God, here they're coming. What am I going to say to him? How am I going to address this? What am I going to, like, he like kind of jokes around with them. He gives them compliments when they come up to him that seems specific in and of themselves. I don't know. I just love him. I think he is really good at this. I am super impressed with how he's handled it. Even night one, when they would come out of the limo, he would always have some like, just like little casual, funny phrase or, um, you know, when he was talking to, to Jesse, he'd be like, just when he would say, I, I can't believe this is already, it feels like forever that I've been looking forward to this. And now it's already here. It just is so impressive. I am completely impressed with Joey so far. And I hope that that continues through the whole thing because it, and apparently his numbers have gone up his, when I say his numbers, his Instagram numbers have gone up. Um, like, so we've talked about this before on the podcast where it seems like Instagram growth is not, uh, happening as quickly as, or as dramatically as it has in the past. And, um, apparently according to bachelor data's data, and I actually just posted this to my story, so it, shows, so it should still be on there, but, um, he gained 
a lot more followers in his first night um, from last week than uh, like several of the past leads have, um, as did Daisy. And the thing with Daisy that makes me wonder, so I, you know me, I am not a spoiler person. I don't um, look for spoilers ever. I try to avoid them at all costs. But I do remember during um, Pilot Pete's season that I'm 99% sure it was Hannah Ann. It was Hannah or Maddie Pruitt. Now, granted, in Pilot Pete's season, that was like prime Instagram growth. And like so many people on that season have hit the 1 million club. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I don't know if they're ever going to go up that much. But, um, but Hannah, I'm just going to say it was Hannah Ann. Um, her numbers kept going up and up and up like dramatically every week. She was always like the, the, the number one gain in Instagram followers every week. And the thing of it was, is she was, it was kind of a, um, surprise because not that she wasn't well liked on the show, but she was never that prominent shown she wasn't involved in drama she wasn't involved in like um you know I think she was a favorite and she had screen time but she never had uh she never overtook a show by the amount of screen time she was on or she never did anything that made a blatant um impression on the show that would have made her numbers like skyrocket. And sometimes, you know, people have a show where they're sort of the focus of the show and their numbers go up uh, on that show, but hers went consistently up and up and up and up and up. And some people, um, and I guess it was never necessarily explained except for that. Some people explained it that people who knew spoilers knew that she won the show and therefore people just kept following her because of that reason. Maybe her content was good too. I don't really remember back that far, but I'm wondering if Daisy's not going to be the same way because apparently her numbers skyrocket. I'm actually going to look this up real quick while I am talking to you guys. Um, bachelor data. Hold on. Just be patient with me here as I, look up bachelor data's information on. Okay. Um, let's see. God, sorry. Sorry. The bachelor first date premiere eliminations sequence screen time. Okay. Largest premiere gains. Okay. So Daisy gained 32,000 followers. That's a lot for, I mean, Actually, that's not a lot for back in Pilot Pete's era back in then, back then, Hannah Ann's. It's not, but for now, there's not been that much gain in a very, very long time. You Lately, it's been like gaining a thousand or two thousand. She gained 32,000 followers um, the first night. The, the second, the second most was uh, Maria. She gained 3,000. Um, Sandra Rabati gained 7,000. Um, why is there an asterisk by her name? Um, does it say, okay, so this is what, this is what, um, bachelor data says. 
Sandra has seen some very unusual trends this week. Although she received low screen time, she was eliminated and didn't trend in the media. Her gains were the second highest of the contestants 24 hours after the episode behind Daisy. Then overnight, she lost over 6,000 of those followers. Since this data was taken tonight, she dropped from 12,000 to whatever. Nothing controversial was posted by her, which is normally, which leads to such a big drop. So I don't know what happened there, but it does also say that Joey is continuing to see larger gains this week than Charity, Zach, Rachel R., Clayton, Michelle, and Katie. So every lead since Katie Thurston, except Gabby, um, he has gone up. Um, let's see. She also, Daisy also gained 23 new followers on TikTok. So Daisy was by far the most follower. After that was like was more like normal, like 2,500 Leah got, 1,700 Autumn got, um, and so on down the line. You have to go look at her post and, and check it out. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, where was I going with that? Oh, just followers in general. And I think it's, I, I think it's a really good season. The other thing I like is that they started out this, they started out the show the same way I was praying they would do this. And I even talked about it. Um, they're starting out the bachelor. Now they took notes from the golden bachelor and what people liked and what, what fans liked. And it, apparently everyone, I was not the only one that liked how they began every episode with a clip from later in the show that makes you go, Oh, geez, what is that about? And they just show the clip and then they skirt back to, you know, the beginning of the show. Um, however, on the premiere night of Joey's, we see what happens in the very last episode, not later in the first episode, but what happens at the end of the show, him at the, at the Rose altar, him looking like he's very, very upset. He's crying. A vehicle is leaving, making it look like it's, and then he walks off, walks away, walks amongst the crew, takes his jacket off, like a whole thing. So obviously this makes leads us to believe that maybe he picks no one that whoever left was like the second girl and either she rejected him or he decided not to ask either and it's over obviously that's not what's gonna really happen it might be some like distorted version like maybe maybe that's actually what happens in between in between all the time, maybe all the time, the first girl comes, he's upset. They cut, they take a break. He takes his jacket off. He takes a drink of water. They sort of chill for a while. Then he puts everything back on and they go and they film the second girl. Maybe that's what we're seeing. And they're just going to like break that fourth wall. So we can see that. Um, who knows? Like there's probably half a dozen different scenarios. It actually could be, but nevertheless, it made us go shit. What, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh. I don't, I can't wait to find out. Brilliant. To me, that's a brilliant move. Like so smart to do that because now I want to tune in. If nothing else, tune into the last show to find out what the heck happens. But definitely was a very smart decision on their part, in my opinion. So they did that. And then they like did this like rewind little um, effect where they like rewound two months to night one. Um, just gonna, you know, like it's too cumbersome to go over like night one because first of all, 10 of the women went home. Okay. So we started off with 32. That was another thing. Um, bachelor. I mean, Jesse said that that is history. That is not history. Matt James 
if I heard that statistic right, Matt James also had 32 women. Um, in addition to that, he also had five more women come on later in his show. So I don't know why they say that that is um, history in the making is 32 women because it's not even that long ago. I could have seen if it was like a show from 2008 that no one would remember, but Matt James wasn't all that long ago, um, but he had 32 women. So I don't, whatever, N not important, but um so we, um, I'm just going to go real quickly through the girls and their limo exits and kind of let you know which ones I liked, which ones I didn't like, which ones were cringy, all that. So we had Lexi first. She had one of those, what do, what do I want to call them? One of those like flashbacks about her hometowns. What, what do I call those? It's not really a flashback, but kind of, that's what I'm gonna call it. Okay. For the sake of this podcast, hold on, I'm gonna take a drink. Lexi has her little flashback. And then she talks about how she is, might not be able to have kids because I think it's endometriosis that she has. Um, but her like, doesn't have anything real specific in her interaction with Joey when she comes out of the limo. Um, we have Rachel who brought a lay. We have Maria who brought a Canadian flag. Um, I made a note here. This is when I was watching it that Maria annoys me, but they had a flashback about her too. Um, I know this was talked about on social media a lot, but the ca Canadian flag was blurred out. Has anyone heard why they did that? I, I was, everyone was questioning, like, why did they blur the Canadian flag? I know they've had the Canadian flag on a ton because they've had a ton of Canadians on. And in fact, a lot of Canadians like go to like hometown dates and they'll have like this whole Canadian like setup where they have, oh, like we have maple syrup in Canada and we have like caribou in Canada and we have like, I don't know pine trees in Canada. And they're like, have all this stuff set out and they have Canadian flags everywhere. Why did they do that? I'm so confused why they blurred the flag out. Okay. Um, oh, I have to, I have to make this note. This is a really cool thing. Um, Tyler actually watched this show with me and he was maybe going to podcast with me, but we decided it, we didn't end up having time to do that. So, but we, we have YouTube TV, which is where we watched it. And I was fast forwarding the commercials and he noticed that when I fast forwarded the little line, you know, that shows that you're fast forwarding is a rose on YouTube TV. Isn't that cute? It's like a little rose, it's not just a dot that moves forward. They have a, I thought that was very clever and he noticed it. I didn't even notice that. Okay. Next was Erica. She had a speaker and she danced. She had a little flashback hometown thing. Um, she ended up going home tonight. Um, Autumn is from St. Louis. So I kind of like Autumn. I'm going to root for her, but she like threw up leaves because her name is Autumn and she asks him what season he likes and he didn't catch on, I guess, or he didn't know her name, maybe whatever. Um, then is Kelsey A. She's the one that brought the voodoo doll. She had a little flashback thing. I made a note at this point. So I'm, I'm telling you this because it, it was at this point in the thing in the show that I made these comments and then I'm going to tell you what I think of them after like tonight's show. So I made a note. I kind of like her. Then I have Krissa and she said, this is my yes year. 
uh, whatever. Then there was Chandler. Um, she used the, hi, I'm Chandler. You're Joey. I'll be there for you, which I thought was so cute. Cause if you know me, you know me, I'm a huge, huge, huge friends fan. Still so sad about Matthew Perry. Also read his book. Um, highly recommend if you are a friends fan, a Matthew Perry fan, insane how horrible his addiction was. I had no, I mean, I knew he had bad addiction and he went to rehab many times, but the extent of his addiction, wow, crazy bad. So anyway, highly recommend, sorry, off the tangent on a tangent there. Um, Chandler went home. Then we have Marlena. It was, if I don't say what they did, then they really didn't do anything. Then there was star. She had the little butterfly thing. Then we had Talia. She brought us save the date. She went home. We had Nat. She went home. Sandra went home. Sam. I think she went home. Uh, then we have the sisters. There was Allison and Lauren. We know about them because of tonight. Um, they, then we have Caitlin who brings a chemistry set. We have Kelsey T. I made a note that she is gorgeous. Um, we have Jen who arrives in a little go-kart. Um, this is the girl that I really like her Instagram, um, prior to the show starting. Hang on. I might be almost okay. Um, and I made a note when we and Jody and I were talking about this, that I really like her. Um, she is training to, she's a PA, a physician's assistant, or she's training to be one or not training. That's not the right word. She's working on being a PA. Um, then Jess, she arrives in a boat. I first wrote that she looks like Hannah B, but now I changed my mind. I mean, she resembles her, but Hannah B is no offense, but way cuter. Um, I'm not a big Jess fan, just so I guess you couldn't tell that, could you? Um, Lainey was next. She had some cheese. I think she went home. Edwina had soup. Samantha had some dough. Taylor had a big bra. Kira screams really loud. She went home. Zoe brought the banana. That was cringy. That was dumb. I did not like that. That was stupid. I wish that Joey would have like really played that off a little better. Uh, I, whatever. I just didn't like that one. Kayla did like the tennis grunts from the car that make it made it sound like she was having sex, I guess. And whatever. Uh, Evelyn had an umpire chair. Then there was Sydney and then Medina who had tennis balls fall out of the car. Then Daisy came Daisy. We love Daisy. Um, with a truck and Christmas trees, we learn about her hearing loss thing, which we'll talk about more for tonight's episode. And then Leah, who I did not remember. I mean, I remembered it before that night, but I forgotten all about the fact that she had got this like card at the, after the final rose thing. Um, she handled that wonderfully for sure. I was very pro Leah at this point. Um, so another thing, so that was all the limo exits. And then we were done with the limo exits. I made a note here. Then we had a commercial. Does anyone else notice that the, and I don't know if I'm using this word, right? But it's what I envision when you people say this word, but the sim cinematography, cinematog cinema, cinematography, I think that's right. <laughs> um, is different and better this season. Like they've had, they've given us shots of the pool 
and shots of the mansion that I don't think that we have seen before. And I know those are just little things, but to me, it makes watching it just more pleasant and more visually appealing. They feel more colorful or something, or the angles that it, they, they look like angles we've never seen before. I don't know what it is, but it just, there's something about the camera work that seems different and is a welcome change and it seems better. Um, Okay, here's where I made a note about loving Joey so far. He has great gaze play. All right, we they talk about this on Game of Roses, but man, in this show, I really noticed it more than I ever did. But I mean, when he looks at you, well, I guess he never looked at me. <laughs> but he has got this gaze that just feels like he's looking into each of these girls' soul. Like he doesn't blink notice that once he does not blink and maybe that's what it is but he also has very pretty eyes but he just i don't know what else to call it except for his gaze play he just looks right into their eyes and is like they're the only thing in the world at that moment when he's looking at them it's amazing like i would just melt if i was those girls because i just <laughs> i don't know if he's trying to do that if he worked on that or if that's just his thing or if he doesn't even know that he's doing it but it is like tremendous tremendous um but I made a comment he he makes good conversation he doesn't throw out standard bachelor talk he's so relaxed Love him. Seems like a real dude. Um, let's see. I made a note that I'm not liking Jess. She was, she threw out that comment after she kissed him and she came in and told all the women about the smoochy poo. Um, I feel like she's, I mean, she's already kind of getting a villain at it. Um, but I think that that's going to continue. I'm just not a Jess fan. Um, let's see. He, let me see if there's anything in my notes here that we really need to talk about. Um, Jesse brings out the first impression rose. Uh, oh, we have the whole thing. We had the whole little drama created. You know, this is the other thing that I was hoping that they would not do because the, oh wait, you know what? I'll be right back. My 30 minutes is almost up. So hang on just a sec. Okay. I'm back. Um, so I was hoping that because in the golden bachelor, um, you know, we talked a lot about how they didn't, they only created really one drama moment and that was between Kathy and Teresa. And it ended up being kind of funny, you know, um, but besides that, they just showed the women getting along more. And so, I mean, they haven't, well, I don't know. I guess they've done it a couple times just in two episodes. I was hoping they would take a card from the Golden Bachelor there too and and allow us to see some of the friendships develop more between the women and like them having fun back at the mansion and them doing goofy things. And like, after I saw that in Golden Bachelor, I really would like to see that more because I know we need something else to jazz up the show. I get that it can't just be like, blah, blah, love, love, you're great, wonderful, I had a great day, blah, 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 blah. Um, it can't be all rainbows and unicorns. I get that. But I think that if they could show us like some comedic relief, like, you know, we see the bloopers and that's always so funny. I'm not saying that they should show all bloopers, but they could show some of that stuff and they could show the girls like, I don't know, doing shots or like, like, um, the women on the golden bachelor playing, um, 
never have I ever, things like that. I was, and maybe they still will, I don't know. But the first night at least we had the whole drama where Jess, you know, kisses him and then she comes and all she does is talk about the kiss and Taylor gets all, you know, like mad because then Jess, I mean, I don't blame her, but Jess interrupts her and Joey's time for a, for, for a second period of time with him when a lot of girls didn't have any. And so Taylor gives her the cold shoulder, just like, you know, keeps talking about the kiss and, and is pulling that attitude of I'm not here to make friends sort of, I don't know if she says that phrase exactly, but doesn't care if the other women are mad because she just wants time with Joey and she's here. like that sort of whole narrative. And, and they're definitely making Taylor out even this, even tonight, she was, she's like, it's like, she's the shoulder to cry on for other people. She has no chemistry. She's not going to go anywhere with Joey. That's already clear after the second episode, she may go far in just being like, uh, like a floater who like is someone that the other women can vent to or that type of thing. But so she got all mad about Jess and they had the drama between them that night. Um, so that was a drama the first night and, but it was so like, who cares? It just was kind of dumb drama that I feel like they conjured up. Um, so then we get the sisters they got, so I'm, I'm reading through my notes here. Um, they have, which this doesn't mean anything anymore because Lauren goes home tonight. So, you know, they finally show, they, they were going to keep it a secret from Joey, but then as the night progresses, they decide to go ahead and tell them. And apparently he'd already kind of figured it out because they had very, very similar stories, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Uh, Kelsey a, I make a note again that I really like her. She's the one with the voodoo doll. I, that they have chemistry. Um, okay. So the thing with Leah, I wanted to just talk about that at second. So her card that she got at the, after the final rose, basically gives her a chance to steal a one-on-one -on -one before anytime before hometowns. So first of all, I think this is, um, a big mistake on the part of the bachelor producers to, well, I guess it was like something good and new and different for them to do for the show. But if, as they always say, they're really wanting Joey to find love, the angle that Leah took, was completely correct. And I have no idea. I'd be so curious as to whether the producers urged her at all to keep the card or not, or if they 100% left it up to her. Cause part of me in my head was thinking that maybe they were urging her to keep that card pretty hard, which is why she got so upset when she threw the card in the file, like she was crying. And I mean, okay, maybe you're a little emotional, but at this point it's night one, you don't really know Joey that much yet. And your whole, um, your whole point in throwing it in the fire was correct. And the reason that you did it is because if Joey is going to be going on a one-on-one -on -one date, he really wants to be going on this one-on-one -on -one date with this person. And Leah's like, Nope, sorry, I'm going to take it instead because I want the date with you. You know, she would feel bad because she's interfering with his quote unquote journey. 
and going on a date when maybe he doesn't want to go on a date with her. Or but I was even thinking like, what if he sent her home the first night? Then so what for that card? But but as far as the producers, why would they, on, on the chance that the person kept the card, if they're really out for Joey finding true love, then that would not be something they would interject into this game. So it obviously is a game because they put these little twists and turn in there. Then, then clearly they're not really out for Joey's best interest. They're out to create drama because that's exactly what that card would do if she actually used it. So... You know, so I completely admired her choice to throw it in the fire. I thought it was a little bit dramatic for her to cry as much as she did about it. But I like Leah. I, I really do. I actually have her going into the top six. So I like her and I, um, I, that I was 100% supportive of that. And I actually kind of think it's funny if the producers really didn't want her to do that. And she did it anyway. So like an F you to them, like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. So good for you, Leah. Um, okay. Um, Lexi, I, I feel like she's going to go far. Um, she like offers her support to him, which I think is a big thing that the lead appreciates, although she self-proclaims herself as down to earth. I don't think if you're truly down to earth, you say you're down to earth. I don't, I don't like when people like self-proclaim that they are something like that. Like I am really down to earth or I am a really empathetic person. You might feel that you're an empathetic person, but I don't feel like you proclaim that, you know, I don't know, but I do think she's going to go far. Um, Maria. Okay. So at this point I don't like her and I would put this in my notes. Don't like her period. She, she is talking about how he's kissing so many girls, but, um, she's not going to kiss him because she's just going to be about the, basically the principle of it. But then lo and behold, she has her time with him. They talk about movies. Did you notice this? They talked about movies and she talked about liking horror movies. And then she says to him, what movies do you like? And he says, um, that's a hard one. There's so many. And she's like, ah, just name one. And he says, remember the Titans. When he says, remember the Titans at the bottom of the screen, um, it says, remember the Titans now on Disney plus what did anyone else notice that? <laughs> Obviously it wasn't a coincidence, but what I want to know is, is remember the Titans actually one of his favorite movies or when he said, remember the Titans is one of his favorite movies since ABC is like a Disney production, blah, 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 blah. Were they like, Hmm, that's a good way for us to sort of get in a promo here. Did anyone else notice that though? I thought that was funny. Um, okay. So the first impression rose goes to Leah. It was the time for the rose ceremony. Basically 10 women went home. Um, and that was that. Okay. So then we are on to tonight's episode and, um, we had, we started it off with the same thing, like a scene that's going to show us something, except that's later in this show, not like the end of the show. So it was basically the cake scene with Lauren that ends up, as we know now, being the very last scene, pretty much right before the rose ceremony of the show, when she announces she's leaving. Um, but that's what we started with. So we were curious about that. Love that. So then we go back to the beginning. We learn that we're going to have two group dates and then a one-on-one -on -one date. The first group date is where we've had this date before several times. 
but I guess they have to recycle a little bit. Um, it's a wedding date. So all the girls dress in wedding dresses. I know for sure Nick Vile had it. I believe that, um, I believe that, uh, oh, what's his name? Ari Leindyke had it as well. And I think there was somebody else, but they had all dressed in wedding gowns and then they went somewhere to where it was like a wedding reception. There were actually like actors or whoever they were, were there as wedding guests. And the, 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 the premise of the date was that they were all supposed to like, he would take turns, like being at the reception with them as his bride and whoever he thought did the best job got to have a special dance with them. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was just funny. Like what? <laughs> Ooh, you get a special dance. Like, I just thought that was so odd. And also how do you, I think that's such a weird thing to like, how do you pick who does the best? I, I, I always wonder on dates like this, like, is Joey really picking who does the best or are the producers saying like, do you have someone that you want? He's like, I don't know. They're all good. And they're like, okay, just pick Rachel. Okay, fine. Whatever. I'll pick Rachel. She did pretty good. I, I just think it's odd, but whatever. So they do this little date thing. Well, we learn, um, on like their way there, I guess it was that Lauren and obviously Allison, cause Lauren and Allison are sisters that Lauren's dad died recently. Okay. So like, I don't mean to be like super cold about this, but I don't like Lauren. I, I, from the beginning, from, from, from the beginning, from the beginning, which was last episode, I, first of all, liked Allison better than Lauren of the sisters. Lauren just looks like a bitch. I, she just does. And also my friend Miranda that has a podcast with me, we were texting back and forth during tonight's episode. And she was like, did you notice that her face literally didn't move at all with any expressions that she had when she was upset, when she was happy or when she was mad, nothing, you know, I'm all for Botox. Like I have it and I love it, but I, at least, you know, when I smile, I would like to see a couple lines here and there, you know, like I still want to look like I'm not a frozen face. Like, and I paid attention after she said that and it was true, but she, um, noticed that <laughs> anyway, that's not why I don't like her. Cause like go Botox. But anyway, um, she, did just seem like a bitch. I don't she just did. She had a resting bitch frozen face. I don't know how to say it, but she, I just never liked her, but we learned that her dad died. So she was upset by that and totally validated, totally understand. So she wasn't really into the date and she was just sort of putting walls up and just couldn't get into it. And, um, so we learned that at this point. Okay. I feel sorry for her, but like, she, I don't, I just don't think she was trying very hard. Stop it. That's not very nice, Natalie. Okay. Now they played musical chairs first and I had to laugh out loud when they were playing musical, <laughs> musical chairs and the music stopped and Evelyn literally dives across the table to get the chair. And what made me laugh so hard is Joey's expression on his face was like, what the F just, what is she doing? And Jesse too. Now, I don't know. Maybe they took his reaction out of context. I don't think they did, but he was like, what, <laughs> what is she doing? It's musical chairs and you're in a wedding gown. Calm down. Like, oh my God, I was laughing so hard. I thought that was so funny. 
I had to watch it. And then they like replayed it in slow-mo several times too. Like they're doing stuff like that, which I don't think they've done before. Even at that whole reception, I felt like the camera work, it just looked different somehow. I, I'm not educated enough in cinematography um, to know specifically what I'm seeing that's different. I just know that something's different. The angles are different. The color looks different. It's just different. There's something different about it. Hey, there's something different. I'm telling you. Uh, let's see. Where am I at here? Okay. Um, so anyway, that was totally funny. Then we talk a bit, little bit more. Maria consoles Lauren about her dad. Um, Rachel, which I never really noticed her much the first night, but she did really, they did really have chemistry, I have to say. So she does this little toast. Like she's giving a toast to her wedding guests about her husband, which is Joey. And it was really well articulated. She just, it just came out of nowhere. She had no trouble just talking like I am right now. <laughs> she, she, it just came out. She just said a great toast. I don't, I have, I can't articulate. That would not be me uh, if I was up there. But anyway, she gave a great toast. It was, she ends up getting the, she ends up winning the time with Joey and they do a dance. And honestly, when they were dancing, I was like, God, they really actually look like a newly married couple up there dancing. And they were talking and kissing and whatever. It was kind of impressive. Um, okay. So, so that was the end of that. And then suddenly we are at the night. Oh, wait, I forget. I was really iconic. I thought, okay, wait, okay. Jumping to a hundred things. First of all, another thing that I noticed at the beginning of the first episode was when they were showing that very, very first scene with Joey at the very end of the show, they were playing a Billie Eilish song. A Billy, whoo, say that three times fast. A Billy Eilish song, which I am pretty sure that in all the seasons combined, The Bachelor probably hasn't spent the, the money on a sound background soundtrack that they did for the Billy Eilish song because they never ever play relevant current music in just like background music ever ever. It's just like, you know, just regular old orchestra music. Um, so that was impressive because I, from what I understand, you pay quite a bit of money to be able to use those songs as a background. So impressive. Um, but Michael Bolton sings this first song. Now, maybe I'm just old and I'm aging myself by saying that. Um, and I know he's not like currently that relevant, but he sings when a man loves a woman. And that's an iconic song, like for real. And he was actually there singing it and it sounded good. So again, very impressive. That's what they dance to. Uh, so anyway, instantly it's the nighttime portion. They like just jump to it, no commercial or anything. And Maria is the first responder. And I, for some reason, I like flipped a switch during this scene with her, because as you know, in the last scene, uh, I mean, in the last episode, I made a note. I do not like her. I don't know. I'm kind of liking her. I feel like if they are going to make her a villain, she's going to be a villain. I either love to hate or I'm not even going to look at her as a villain because tonight the whole drama that they tried to start with her and that Medina. And the only way I can remember Medina's name is because I always think of funky Cole Medina. Now, if you're my age, you know what that means. If you don't, it's definitely a very cool 
80s song that you should Google and listen to right now. But I will always remember her name because it's Medina. Funky Cole Medina. And she's kind of funky and cold. I'm just, I, don't know. I just said that. Um, who, where was I? Okay. Um, so anyway, Maria is sitting there with Joey and they're kind of joking around. I definitely feel like they have chemistry too. I, I think he's into her. He keeps saying she's going to keep me on my toes. And even like, I love how they break the fourth wall too, because she says, ah, oh, this dress is like, I cannot breathe in this dress. I'm going to go change into something more comfortable. Now, this is such a curious thing for me because I don't, I just wonder if she's allowed to do that. If they typically, like if every single girl wanted to go change clothes while they're meeting with Joey, if they would producers would just let them. I'm so curious as to the behind the scenes of that kind of thing, but it doesn't matter. She goes and change, but while she's changing, he clearly is looking at someone off camera, like a producer cast member or not cast, but you know what I mean? Crew and says she's, she is, um, what do you say? She's going to keep me on my toes. I think that's what he says. Something like that. So she comes back, <laughs> she comes back and she had just like a little bra on with this little shrug, black shrug and a, I believe it was a black skirt. Um, but it was just a bra. Like, so she's that, you know, was just there. And he was like, when she opened the door and it comes out and then he was like, Oh, okay. You did change. And the way he said it was so funny. And again, it just sounded like an actual reaction that a guy would have. If a girl had said, I'm going to go change. And she came out in that, you know, he didn't try to hide it. He didn't try to hide that. He was like, not impressed with it. He just came out and said, it was completely real about it. Didn't try to cover it up. I loved it. I just love his reactions. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, but I, I don't know, for some reason on this little one-on-one -on -one interaction with those two of them, I kind of changed my mind about her. She's got a very unique look. Like I, I wouldn't say she's dropped dead gorgeous, but yet she's very gorgeous. Like does, if that makes any sense to you, she has a unique look and she's got a very natural, like she doesn't look like she wears, like she had mascara on. That was it. That's what it looked like. Like she has a very natural look. Um, but she's not traditionally tr drop dead gorgeous, if that makes sense. I don't know, but I kind of changed my mind about her. Um, so then we get Jess, which is the Hannah B non lookalike. <laughs> um, she gives this PTC, uh, in her time with Joey that she had this, <coughs> excuse me, a three-year relationship where she was cheated on. And it took her a lot of time to like get her self-esteem back and open up with people again. And then when she was opening up with Joey on that wedding date, she got a couple of people that like she thought were kind of bashing her, which they weren't. It was just, they kissed. And so obviously some of the girls were like, boo, they weren't like literally booing her. They were just, ugh, I don't know. She, this, it was also dramatic. I thought I was like, okay, I, I'm not minimizing any experience people have went through and what's hard on some people is not hard on others. And I get it. That's it's validated. I don't know why I always had to feel like I have to defend what I was saying. Like, 
obviously I'm just making general statement that I appreciate anything anybody goes through. Everybody has a right to feel whatever way they want to about something that's been hard in their lives. And if that was hard for them, it was, but I'm just saying for the sake of recapping this show, I thought she was being overdramatic because she kept crying, kept crying. And he said some really nice words to her. I can't really remember exactly what he said, but he validated her and he hugged her and he said very real things to her that, you know, like, if this was just like a real conversation would, would actually make her feel better. It wasn't just fluffy words that he said. So again, go Joey. Um, just I'm not a Jess fan. So, uh, so then they like cut back to the mansion where we find out who gets the one-on-one -on -one date and it's with Daisy. Um, then we jump back to the date and we're back with Lauren again. I make a note. She gives me bitch vibes you know, this is right before she <laughs> tells Joey why she was closed off because her dad died. And again, he gives her these very like kind words. I also feel like I feel sorry for the bachelor because they're constantly having to try and make the girls feel better about their PTC or the things that have been rough for them in their lives, or they're having such a hard time with this at the mansion. Oh, blah, blah. I feel sorry for so I'm like, God, this poor guy, like he has to deal with right now, 22 women. How would you like to, I would want to deal with 22 women. Like, and I'm a woman. I, I, plus he's got to keep track of all these conversations, all these names. Ooh, did, did, did Leah tell me this or did Jen tell me this? Oh crap. I can't remember. Did, you know, oh my word. I can't imagine. So I can understand if any of the girls actually come to him and ask, how are you doing? Tell me some stuff about you. Maybe they just don't show us that if they don't, they should more because it does seem like he is always listening. The lead is always listening to the cast members or the players, whatever. So that, and again, happens here. So he like makes her try to feel better. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but either which way the group date goes to Jess. Ugh, didn't like that. So then we're on Daisy's one-on-one. -on -one. I just, I'm in love. I, if she has to win, I'm definitely, she's my top two. I'm saying she's going to win, but she's definitely top two. Love her, love her, love her. I know I'm probably speaking the same as every person in America, more than likely, but I don't care. She is so cute. She's got the cutest laugh. Um, they took a helicopter to some like little country music festival thing. Um, they got to dance on stage to the, the Bahamas. Is that what they call them? I have no idea what they said as that group's name was, but they like, we're going to watch from backstage, but then he calls them on stage, not planned at all. <laughs> so they dance to his song and kiss in front of the whole freaking audience, whatever. And then it's a nighttime portion. And she tells her his PTC. Now, not only did I find this so endearing, but I found it quite interesting because I don't really, I mean, not like she gave us intricate details about the cochlear implant, but I was also sort of fascinated by the whole illness thing and that she actually had Lyme's disease. Um, it all started when she was 11 and she was just sick all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, and finally they realized she had, I forget at the, all the ages, I think she said at 17, she started not being able to hear and was at the same, at the same time when she went to Germany to get treatment for the Lyme's disease, it was a 30 day treatment. And then that helped whatever that was. And she got better, 
but then she still had the hearing loss. So she got a cochlear implant and she's not dated anyone since the cochlear implant. So she had to explain to him about like how she, then she showed him like he acted very, very interested uh, again with his gaze play. He was like looking into her soul. Like, I feel like he could actually see the, the cochlear implant in her brain because he was like literally looking through her eyes into her brain because it was just like gaze, like, like laser lights. Um, but so she explained how I can't even repeat it, but, but something about some, some sound waves or something communicating through uh, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, something like that, <laughs> something like that. But how she did say though, how, when you first like activate it, you don't even know if it's going to work. So that's kind of scary. But then once you do, the voices sound like chipmunks. And I thought it was cute because Joey's like, do I sound like a chipmunk right now? <laughs> oh, so cute. She's like, no, you don't. And she said, because it just gets better. I guess that part gets better over time, but she can't necessarily decipher one person's voice over another, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, like when she was on the helicopter before she told them she was worried because I had to put the earphones on whether she would be like, be able to hear him in that sort of scenario. But anyway, I thought it was really like a public service announcement about cochlear implants. Um, I felt like, so Abigail Herringer, 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 um, also was deaf. Um, but wait, does she have a cochlear implant too? Or does she, I feel like, yes, I feel like she does too, but she didn't really talk about that, that specifically that much. Um, and I think she was born deaf, if I'm not mistaken, you know, and, and, and Daisy's a little bit different because it came on a little bit. I mean, not later in life. She's only what, 24 or something. I don't even remember for sure how old she is, but, uh, she, um, well, I'm going to look, do I still have that here? Yeah. Uh, Daisy is 25. Okay. So I just thought that was all really interesting. I, I was like pulled in, but she is just the cutest. And I just thought they had so much chemistry and it was so funny. And again, very endearing when like he was showing all this interest in her and telling her how much he admired her even more now because of the way she's dealt with all of these sort of trials in her life. And blah, 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 blah. And they're sitting there and she like looks at him and then she like looks around, like she's looking again at like some crew members or something. And she went like, I, are you like, are you real? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, are you real? And, and she, I just thought it was cute. I, how come when I say it, it's not as like endearing as when she said it, but she was, I, he really, is he real? Is he like a real person? So then of course he gives her the rose and, oh, I just love her so much. I just think she's a doll. Um, seems like the least dramatic person ever, but yeah, she went through a lot of crap. She had lost hair during her illness. She just was bedridden guy, man, 11. I want to hear more about her story for real. I'm going to go, I'm going to go stalk her on Instagram later. Um, so then we had the second group date, which was a bachelor boot camp. I was totally annoyed to find Jubilee and Demi Burnett. I'm not a Demi Burnett fan. Never have been. I, I find her annoying. Uh, and, and, and Jubilee, I don't even really hardly remember who she is. Uh, so it was so curious that they chose these two to do the date. 
like why I, I feel like they're just were wanting to be like they had their agents ask whether they could do this date and i i don't know i i would have been fine if jesse did it with them or like have someone more relevant that was on last season or something or on a bachelor in pair i don't know i just was i don't like those two but they did the bachelor boot camp and they served no purpose except for blowing those damn whistles and then it was so stupid. Like they showed Demi Burnett, like looking in a looking, no, she was filing her nails. And then she was looking in a mirror. I mean, like, first of all, as if she would really do that, but then they actually made a girl. And I say made because obviously they made her do that. Cause this girl didn't really think that Demi would be sitting there filing her nails while they were doing that stuff. But they made her an ITM be like, um, I'm not really sure what Demi's even doing here because she's just like looking in a mirror and filing her nails. Okay. <laughs> that's real I, like okay you're doing so good okay sorry about that i guess like you know uh, my my platform was telling me to get off that tangent about demi so i will um so they jump into a paintball fight where they're supposed to like they were in the pink team and the blue team and the blue team was supposed to steal the pink team's like little heart thing, whatever. And the pink team was supposed to steal the blue teams and whoever stole it two out of three times won. Okay. Like again, these competitions are fine. And, and like, you know, it gives us something different to watch, but the part that's so odd about them is how a person wins. It's so extremely subjective and arbitrary that I don't understand really how they can say <laughs> that, you know, like, oh, you're the winner or it's just so odd to me, but I, I don't know. I can't think of another way to do it necessarily. I bet I could, if I really sat here and thought about it, but, um, so the blue team won, um, but not only did the, so the blue team won, but okay, that doesn't necessarily mean anything though. So the, I guess the, but, but now the blue team won, but then, then Joey gets to pick one person from the blue team to spend extra time with. And he picks Edwina because I guess because she fell down a couple of times and was really giving it her all. I, I don't know. It just seems super random and odd. And I don't feel like they have any chemistry whatsoever. And I don't know if this was a producer Rose. And even if it is why, because it wasn't like she really got that much screen. I don't know. This part confused me so much. It just seemed really thrown in there and no apparent reason. So this was like, you know, like you have your highs and lows for the day or like your rose and your thorn. This was my thorn. <laughs> it was, I thought this, whole kind of date premise and winner thing was weird, but whatever. And Edwina gets the rose. Okay. Um, but during this time, we also have this second set of drama now for the season so far that has started with Medina, funky cool Medina and, um, Maria. And it's because Medina is like telling a lot of the girls about how she's feeling really insecure about being the oldest one there. She's 31. Like, yeah, you are ancient. <laughs> I got, I was really agreeing with Maria in this whole argument, but 
So that was her complaint. And so she was feeling sorry for herself because she hadn't got much time with Joey. And so she's feeling like it may put her at a disadvantage because of her age. And he's 28. I mean, whatever. So I guess then Sydney overhears Maria like saying something to somebody else about how, I mean, I'm old too, because she's 29, Maria's 29, I'm old too. And I don't know, it was a whole age thing. So Sydney's like, I am not going to stand for this because Medina is my girl and I'm not going to stand for Maria talking about her behind her back. I was like, are you effing kidding me? Really? <laughs> it's not like she said, oh my God, that Medina is such a funky, cold Medina. <laughs> okay. I'm, yes, I'm weird sometimes. Um, but she wasn't calling her a bitch or she wasn't like bad mouthing her. It wasn't, I don't even know really how that's bad, which Maria tried to argue later. And I 1000% agree with her. I'm just saying. Um, so we see that this is going to be a thing. The Sydney girl, she's got to go because all I do also is look at her and think literally Joey could care less about you. And the, you're just wanting to start drama to get on camera. And you know that you have no, you know, you don't have any chance with Joey. So you're just going to do your best to like get as much camera time as you can. That's what this is because I just look at her and I'm annoyed as well. Okay. So Sydney annoys me. But then, okay, so then we cut to Lexi. Now, this part I thought was kind of cute too. So Lexi had this like whole little tripod with this notepad on it or whatever, this drawing pad. And she told Joey that she's been working on this like drawing of him and he should like turn his head this certain way. And she's like, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm, I'm like been really working on my artistry and I've had a couple pieces that have been commissioned to like some art galleries and blah, blah, blah. And she was like talking, like, I, I mean, I figured that this was going to be like a joke, but like the way she was talking seemed real. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. You know, and then she turns it around and it's basically like this almost looks like a little kid drawing. And, and she drew this thing that looked like a goldfish and she said, and then we have, we have a dolphin up here. That's like jumping. It's represents this and this. And you mean, and, and Joey says, you mean that goldfish? And she's like that. Cause it did. It looked like a goldfish, <laughs> like, like a goldfish cracker. It looked like a goldfish cracker. And she's like, that's not goldfish. It's a dolphin. And it just was this like, you know, obviously it looked like a five-year-old drew it, but it was, I thought it was kind of funny. So I I'm liking Lexi now. I know I said that you, she called herself down to earth, but I forgive her. I do like her. I also am going to put her in my top four. So um, then we get Taylor again. Somehow Taylor gets in this Maria Medina drama too. And I feel like, again, that's why Taylor's going to be here, except just kidding because she ends up going home. But I, that's the notes I put right here. So then Medina, I mean, Sydney admits to being the one to Maria that said that she was the one that you know, like ratted her out or whatever. This is getting so confusing. It's just so dumb. But Maria is like, I, I didn't mean anything. I mean, yes, I said that, but I, I, I don't, first of all, I don't think 31 is old. I'm 29. I don't think she's old, but she's hot as hell for a 31 year old or for anybody. And I actually think that might be an advantage that she's older because she could be more mature, whatever. She had this whole spiel, which all of it was true and made sense. And Sydney's acting like she's like so offended. Oh my God, Maria's. Ugh. Um, 
And I'm saying that about Sydney. I don't like her. And I'm definitely siding with Marie on this one. Um, so then we get Lauren again and she's just whatever. This is the part, this is the scene that we saw where at the beginning of the show. So she, her sister tries to convince her that she's not getting time with Joey. So she's being a baby about it. And she's kind of pouting about it. And the longer it is, the longer she's like getting madder. And she's like, I'm just not into it anymore. And I'm just getting madder as it goes on. I just think I'm going to go home and whatever her sister tries to, I guess, kind of talk her out of it. But um, then they show her kind of talking to the producers or being in an ITM and Joey comes up to her and she basically says she's leaving. And I don't know, I didn't get the cake part though, because the producer brought a cake, which she was saying she didn't get cake at that wedding reception. So this was her cake, but she wanted red velvet, but they gave her a cake. It looked like they had made some kind of special cake or went, I don't know. Why did, why did they give her a cake? I was so confused by that too, but she eats it and then she's pissed because it's not red velvet. And so Joey's like, well, maybe it's just better that you leave. I was like, yeah, maybe it's better. I don't think he actually said that verbatim, but basically in so many words, he said that. And so he tells her goodbye and then she takes a bite of the cake and then throws it on the ground and says, it's not red velvet. Oh God. I was so glad to see her go. So glad to see her go. Um, it's the rose ceremony. This is the order the roses were given. Rachel, Lexi, Kelsey, A, Kelsey, T, Jen, Evelyn, Autumn, Medina, Leah, Caitlin, Krissa, Maria, Star, Allison, Sydney. So Taylor, Erica, and another girl who I don't know her name went home. So those are the girls that went home. So we had 22 to start out. Three went home. That equals 19. 19 girls, 19 girls that are left. Um, all right. So this is who my picks are. Now I know this is more than six, but these are my top, wait, one, two, three, four. Okay. So these are my top six and then I'm going to give you my backups. So I've got, and this is not in order. These are just, I'm just listing them. So Leah, Jen, Lexi, Daisy, Autumn, Maria. My backups are Kelsey A and Kelsey T. So those are like my freebies as I watch, like I have to see a couple more episodes to kind of like feel it out. Okay. My top four I have as currently Jen, Lexi, Daisy, and Maria. And then my top two, I think is Daisy and Lexi. So, and we will hope that Daisy wins. So that's, that's it. I'm going to keep tr track of that and we're going to see if I'm right. Okay. I'll go over it every single show. If I remember. <laughs> um, so that's that. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, hope to maybe have some guests on again to recap with me. I'm that will not be part of the next couple few weeks just because I'm going to have to be getting into some kind of weird, I, I like I said, I'm not sure exactly sure how I'm going to do the next two episodes as far as recapping them, but I will let you know. Um, so tune in. I'll try to keep my, um, go follow me on reality of the rose, go tell friends. I've heard that more people are watching this season. So if you know someone who's starting to watch this season, say, Hey, I listened to this podcast and I really think you love it. It's called reality of the rose. Um, 
that would be great. And then tell them they should like, like give me a five star review. I mean, rating, they should subscribe. They should follow me. They should go follow my Instagram page. Like I try, I go, I go some periods where I don't post on my story and I'm really, really bad about posting on my feed, but I, um, you know, when I'm good at it, I am <laughs> when I post, I post when I don't, I don't, that makes sense. Right. Um, but yeah, all the things I appreciate any support I can get from y'all. And I, and I really, really am so thankful you guys listen. Um, okay. So I'm going to end with a Bible verse today. And this may sound funny because I guess I'm basis, basically judging these women, um, that are on the show, but it's all in good fun. Okay. I'm not serious. I don't know them. I'm not judging their character. I'm just judging what I see on TV. Right. Because ironically, this Bible verse is Matthew seven verses one and two. And it is, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is a standard by which you will be judged. So thanks again. I hope you all have a great week ahead of you. And, um, yeah, February is almost here, which is my birthday month. Um, yeah, take care and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.